Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Are you staying healthy? Are you staying well? Sometimes it might be challenging to stay motivated in order to uh, to get that exercise you need to stay healthy. How do you do that? Well, we've got some friends to, here today to help us do that. Hopefully they don't make me do push-ups in the studio. We'll find out, though. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Worldwide KFUO and particularly underwriting Faith and Family. Find out more about them on our website, kfuo.org. Look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section there. That's right. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Thanks, guys, for supporting Faith and Family. In studio with me today, Katie Siddons, Wellbeing Integration Manager at Concordia Plan Services. Katie, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me, Andy. Thanks for coming over to the studio and uh, and uh, sharing some time with us, helping me be healthy and our listeners do that today as well. Steve Greenwald, Director of Worker Wellness at Concordia Plans Services. Steve, welcome to Faith and Family. Hi, good to be here. I already feel well with everybody <laughs> in the room. Y'all are so well-being-minded, and uh, we love having uh, sharing uh, space here with you all at the International Center because the Concordia Plans folks are always focused on keeping us healthy and well so that we can do our work that we're given. Do it well, right? Exactly. Right. Be well, serve well. That's what we're That's all right. about. Steve, tell me a little bit about what you do at uh, CPS, Concordia Plan Services. Well, uh, so I, I'm the director of worker wellness. I'm also the editor of Better Health, and my role is really, and my charge is to help church workers be well. Katie mentioned it, be well, serve well. We've been talking about that initiative for the last 10 years, and it's our way of encouraging workers to be as healthy and well as they can be so they can be of service, to, and not only to their, their ministries, but also to their families. Both are, are important, important oh, vocations. Important. As mm-hmm. a church worker, that's an important vocation. Being a, you know, a member of a family, a, a husband, a wife, a mother, a father, aunt, uncle, whatever it might be, a right. child. Yes. <laughs> Being healthy and uh, helps you in that vocation as well. And so we're making a more concerted effort. And part of my role is now to work with the, the wellness educators and also the financial educators because we're trying to be a little more uh, purposeful with financial wellness as well as the physical well-being. Absolutely. Got to talk with Mark uh, Borchard a little yeah. bit about that yesterday, yeah. uh, about uh, finances in marriage mm-hmm. <laughs> and keeping those, <laughs> you know, how do you stay, uh, well, how do you communicate clearly? That's really what it all came down to is, you know, being humble in your communication. And, and I think that that's probably, communication is probably going to be key to what we're talking about today as well. Katie, tell me a little bit about your work with Concordia Plan Services. Sure. What do you do there? Um, I am the Wellbeing Integration Manager, which is a new position as of about two months ago. Um, but I've been working with Steve and working on Be Well, Serve Well um, for my whole career at Concordia Plan Services, which has been about 10 years. Um, now, as the Wellbeing Integration Manager, I'm focusing specifically on our wellness programs, working with our vendors um, so that they work well together, so that it makes sense for our members. They know the resources they have, and they know the right places to go when they need something, and can focus on being healthy and well. Well, great. Glad to have you both here and uh, in talking about uh, exercise today, mm. uh, which is ironic. I This was the day I overslept. I slept in a little bit and did get in my workout in this morning, so I'm going to have to make that up this evening in order to stay on track. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you're here so that you can help me and our listeners do that as well. Let's talk about... Uh, where exercise fits into wellness and, and well-being to begin with. Who wants to start with that? Why is why is exercise a key part of, of being healthy and being well? 
Um, well, I mean, exercise, I think, helps with just about every condition that you might have, physical, mental, emotional. Um, we know that exercise helps with various chronic diseases. I know Steve has a chart that he uses a lot when he's out talking with with members and with um, congregation members that it helps really with, with any condition that you might have, with the exception of possibly musculo, muscular, skeletal um, things. But it, it just makes you feel better. It makes you happy. You have the endorphins. You feel good. You get a little sweat going sometimes, and <laughs> it just is a positive feeling. Steve, why is it important? Yeah, the, 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 you know, one of the statistics that I show and share with people is I've got this slide and a deck of PowerPoint um, slides that, that shows the word decreased. You know, when, you, when you're physically active, it decreases, I mean, all these different uh, elements of heart disease, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, there are decreased risk for cancers. More and more research is coming out saying that um, cancers can be um, not so much, um, you know, completely eliminated, mm -hmm. but that it decreases the chance of getting those. Hmm. So, I mean, it, what I always like to tell people is, you know, God created our bodies to move. And so when we're just in a sedentary state, it's not doing our bodies any good. And our, our bodies were designed to move, to burn calories, to be able to to be flexible, to do the things that we want to do. I think it's a result of the fall into sin. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, well, yes, the, uh, certainly the, the, the disease, yes, uh, is, is part of that. Um, so we need to move uh, in order to be healthy. That's, that's how our bodies work. If we're moving, that Im improves our chances of, of, of health, most likely. All of these other things that you were talking about, all these illnesses, whether they're chronic or, or you know, the temporary, they affect how we, how we serve in our vocations, whether it's as a parent, as a spouse, as a church worker, whatever it might be. All these illnesses can affect that and even detract from that, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Keep us from, from doing that well. You mentioned one, for example, um, hypertension, the high blood pressure. How does that, I mean, how do we... How does that affect us? How can that, can you give an example of how that might affect one in their vocation or in their, in their, their career? Well, you know, a lot of times when we are faced with, with stress, which, you know, church workers in particular face a lot of stress in their ministries. And it's the natural body's response is that fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't fight. We, we hold it in, we, we build it up inside of us. And that creates um, a lot of stress on the body, a lot of stress on the organs. And exercise is a great way to release mm -hmm. that. And so as you're out exercising, not only are you releasing that, 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 that pent-up frustration, that pent-up emotions, but the, uh, the endorphins that Katie was talking about also start surging through your body. And there's a, a calmingness of, of exercising. I mean, especially after a stressful day, that, that's a great time to exercise, or even before a stressful day. Now, for me, that calmness does not come when I'm exercising. It's certainly much after <laughs> exercising. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a mile and a half into the run, I'm not feeling calm. <laughs> no, no. But what I, what I like about a run or a walk, especially if you're out there by yourself, if you're not doing with somebody, mm -hmm. that is a great time, though, to, to oh, meditate, absolutely. a great time to pray, a great time to think and, and get the day organized. And that, sure. that's what I enjoy about a morning exercise. It's absolutely. When you're out on a run or a walk or, or for me, a swim, uh, not a lot of people interacting with you. So you're, you know, you can, uh, think about whatever it is that you want to think about. As you said, a great time to meditate on God's word, a great time to, to pray and not have to be interrupted because 
well, quite often, the rest of the day is filled with <laughs> interruptions, whether we like that or not. So how then, well, let's talk about timing of exercise. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, a, a morning, and I, I gave an example that typically I do exercise in the morning. This morning I was really tired, and I gave in. I, I, I slept in. I was like, oh, I can get in 45 minutes more of sleep if I just stay here. Yeah, but that probably, I was trying to weigh it out, which is more important today, sleep or exercise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but how do you fit that into your schedule? How do you make it a priority in schedule, in your schedule? We all have the same amount of time, 24 hours, right? Right. Right, exactly. So this is actually a question that comes up a lot that my husband gets, who is a personal trainer. When's the best time to do it? Should I do it in the morning? Should I do it at work or after work? Should I do it right before I go to bed? Is that going to keep me up all night? Um, the answer he always gives to people is the best time to do it is when you can do it. So whenever you can be consistent, if you can consistently get up in the morning and you're a morning person, excellent. Do it in the morning. Um, if you will probably trickle off after three days and it will no longer be a habit for you, you might not be the best to exercise in the morning. Maybe you find time after work. Um, but like you said, too, if you don't have a dedicated amount of time during the day to do it, you can fit in little bouts here and there, walking up the stairs instead of taking the elevator, um, walking the long way to somebody's desk or to somebody's classroom, um, you know, something like that, just to get a couple more steps. Everything mm -hmm. helps. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Steve, when do you exercise? In the morning. In the morning, and first that, thing. Before right, you... and that habit started when... Uh, when we had kids, mm -hmm. because when you're, when you're, well, when you're, when you don't have kids, you, you kind of pick and choose the time you'd like to. Um, but I saw more and more that if I didn't do it in the morning, it wasn't going to happen because you come home from, from work and now it's time to get supper going. And then you're involved in the kids and giving baths and, and just playing with them. And mm -hmm. so I found that before the kids got up, that's when I would start doing it. And so I would, I'd get in my exercise before they ever got up before breakfast and that got my day going. And that, uh, now, were you me. a morning person before that? Um, I, I guess a little bit. Um, I, it's, I, I've been doing it now for so long, I don't really know what... <laughs> I, I don't mean, remember really, who I was I, before I, this. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I, I think that um, it was just a matter of, like Katie said, finding out what worked. And I just, it, it wouldn't happen. And when you talk about priorities, I mean, that is the key. And you will almost always find the time to do the things that you enjoy. Certainly. So if I enjoyed reading the paper... I'm going to take out 30 minutes of my day sometime to be able to read the paper, you know, that, that, if that's a priority for me. And I just recognize that exercise was a priority. So that, that mm -hmm. was the time that, that fit into my schedule. And if you have kids and you want to read the paper, you either have to get up before they wake up, yeah. do it after they go to sleep or hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Katie, when do you exercise? Um, well, I am not typically a morning person, so my best time to exercise is after work. Um, especially now, I'm actually pregnant, and so my energy level in the morning is slim to none. <laughs> um, and really, my energy level after work is slim to none, too. But if I find that if I change my clothes as soon as I get home and I drive to the gym, um, which is where I get most of my workouts in, I'm going to do something. Mm -hmm. It may not be the workout that I intended to do, but I'm going to do something and I'm going to feel better. Um, and like you said earlier, I feel so much better when it's over. I don't always feel great when I'm doing it. <laughs> but when I leave and they ask me at the front desk how my workout was, I said, well, it's done. And then I feel great and I have energy for the rest of the night. So. You feel accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like, okay, I got this done. Now 
I can relax the rest of the evening, or I can enjoy, uh, you know, time with the kids. I can in- enjoy just a, or a good book or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Enjoy conversation. I can enjoy dinner and not feel guilty. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I got in that that time. Well, let's talk about motivation for workout. We talked about time. You know, trying to get the figure out that time, and I appreciate the the point that you made, Katie. That scheduling the the time and scheduling it for a time that you know you can be consistent is important. Now, Steve and I are in the same boat. We discovered that it has to be before everybody else wakes up. For me, uh, I was not really a morning person before I came to Worldwide KFUO. I used to be when I was a parish DCE. I was, I mean, it was, I'd stay up until two in the morning sometimes because most of my things were in the evening, Mm -hmm. family education nights and things like that were in the evening. So I'd start my day in the office, you know, at 11 or noon or something like that, but I'd be there till 10 o'clock at night. And so I wouldn't make it to bed until, you know, one or two in the morning sometimes. And so exercise, trying to fit that in was always kind of challenging. It wasn't an early morning thing. Sometimes I would do it before I'd go into the office. But uh, when I came here to Worldwide KFUO and uh, became the morning guy, (laughs) you know, started hosting early morning programs here, had to be up before, uh, before it was dark, had to be on the road before lots of people were on the road. And then I started realizing, you know, if I start just a half an hour earlier, I can get in a workout and... Uh, and be nice and awake before I go on the air because I don't want to sound tired, you know, when I come on to host guests. Well, what I, what I often, you know, tell people is that, you know, once, once you found, um, what works for you, there may have to be a, um, a sacrifice of something else. <laughs> and in other words, yeah. I mean, sure. So my alarm goes off at five fifteen every morning. That means I've got to go to bed earlier. So that also means so that, true. you know, if we were to sit down and watch a nine o'clock show, it's not going to happen. There's so there's TV a lot on it. There's <laughs> so you know so there you know we talk about that that phrase you know the cooler talk you know when when you're standing around the cooler talking about you know different shows that people watch and if, if there's any kind of a conversation around any kind of a nine o'clock show a nine to ten show I'm out of the conversation that that doesn't bother me because I know that I'm it's it's more important for me to exercise than it is to know. What's going on on TV at nine so, o'clock? So when they start talking about the nine o'clock TV shows, you say, "Let me tell you about my workout this morning." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk about the dog that chased me this morning. <laughs> yeah, I same here. It's it's challenging to if you're if I'm doing an early morning workout to get to bed at eight thirty. Yeah, I mean that's it's crazy, but I, that's what it takes. Now there are times when I don't get to bed till nine or nine thirty, and that's when it's hard to get up the next morning to work out. So. Yeah, it, it does take that that commitment, but you have to set that priority. I, I like what you said, Katie. You're like, I get home, I make sure I put on my workout clothes right away because that helps you stay motivated. If I sit on the couch, I'm done. Yep. It is yep. over. I have Absolutely. to go straight upstairs. Mm-hmm. Go right to the, yeah. Uh, you know, for me, it's uh, always making sure the gym bag is packed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's not packed, then it's like one more reason to not go. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And that's that's what any of your what I call equipment to exercise. So even if it's just walking, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that your walking shoes are out, that your clothes is accessible, because if there's any, especially in the morning, anything that says, oh, I don't have my cl- I don't have any clothes to wear or I don't know, I don't know where my shoes are. It, it, it makes another excuse just to go, eh, I'll just hit the snooze and, and go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it helps to have that stuff maybe set up the day before. 
There's always tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I think the other thing that helps too, and I've already said that I'm not a morning exerciser, but for a, quite a long period of time, since I started working at Concordia Plan Services, there was a group of us who would run in the morning, 6 a.m. before work on I Tuesdays and Thursdays. I remember seeing you all out there, yeah. Yep. Haven't done that in a while. <laughs> but for consistently for a couple of years, we would meet every morning or not every morning, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 a.m. And knowing that they were going to be there. And if I didn't show up, I was going to possibly mm -hmm. take some ribbing a little bit later on in the day. It got me going. Or if I knew that somebody would be running by themselves, if I didn't show up, it would get me going too. So I think sometimes... Sometimes I enjoy running by myself. Sometimes I run with my dog. Um, but it is nice to run with people occasionally and have that accountability buddy there to mm -hmm. keep you going. Now, was and, this the dog that was chasing Steve yeah. earlier today? <laughs> probably. She probably would. But I, yeah, Katie touched on something. I mean, accountability is a big motivator, I think, for, for a lot of people. And that knowing that if you have uh, somebody, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a friend, and you've got this kind of uh, agreement that we're going to walk you know, every other day or every morning or whatever... That's what gets you up in the morning. Well, I, I don't want to let that person down. Right. And, um, and, and I think about how even how uh, my wife and I, how our, our exercise has changed. So we both will do something in the morning, but there's also that time in the evenings, especially then when the kids were getting older, where we would just, you know, uh, say, hey, let's go for a walk after supper or in the evening as they're, you know, doing homework and kind mm -hmm. of winding down themselves. And that was a great way for us to even kind of talk about the kids and kind of get out because we couldn't talk in front of them. There's things you needed to discuss. Sure. As parents, there's just always something going on. That was a great way for us to kind of be out, walking around the block, just kind of venting, just kind of getting things out of stuff that was going on in our day. And it was a good way for us to unwind. So, okay, mm -hmm. now we're ready to go to bed because the day's troubles have kind of been talked out. So that's a, also an increased opportunity for communication, oh, which yeah. is healthy uh, as well. That's a great idea. Get out and walk around the neighborhood. While the kids are doing their homework. So yeah. Andy hides from his kids and Steve <laughs> runs from them. Right. This is great parenting. Right. Parenting 101. Here we are. <laughs> hey, I didn't say that I do hide from my kid while I'm trying to read the I don't I don't I don't get time to read the paper. I have to read it electronically. Yeah. I don't even get a chance to go pick up something printed. Uh, <laughs> all right. So motivation. There's this accountability when you're training or working with someone else, uh, whether it's a friend or, or someone that you just meet with to run with or a, a personal trainer uh, if you, you have that uh, opportunity uh, or a fitness class perhaps mm -hmm. um, there's some accountability my wife has mentioned before that the instructor in one of the classes that she's gone to notices when she's not there and 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 we'll, you know next time she's there we'll say oh we've we missed you glad to have you back and even something as simple as that is motivating for her because there's someone else that recognizes that she's not there like you said we're running with a group katie that uh if you don't go, not only might you experience some ribbing, but somebody else might have to run by themselves at a time when they're really counting on someone else to be there to run right. with them. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to be the one left hanging, so I don't want to leave them hanging. Sure. Mm -hmm. For me, you know, I swim most of the time by myself about four days a week, but I know when I'm starting to kind of drag or lack motivation. So I'll ask a friend. Uh, hey, can you meet me at the gym at 10 to 5 in the morning? <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's motivating. If I know that they're going to be there waiting for me at mm -hmm. 10 to 5 in the morning, that, uh, okay, I better be there too. I can't yeah. just say, oh, sorry, not going to make it. Because right. they've made a sacrifice to get up that early 
earlier than anyone should ever have to wake up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and to get in a cold pool at that time, nonetheless, that's not very motivating either. No. <laughs> so uh, accountability, uh, timing are all important. Katie, you brought up something else that I thought was valuable. Uh, and, and Steve, you, you mentioned this too. It, what, when you're going to work out what you wear, uh, can be motivating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you said, Katie, you said, if I don't put on my workout clothes when I get home, <laughs> it ain't happening. Right. Um, why is that? Why do you think that's helpful or or motivating? I, having the, those workout clothes and or, you know, the the running shoes or whatever it might be. You know, I think it just kind of goes to the mindset that I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, when I have my workout clothes on, I'm ready to get a little sweat going. I'm ready to move around. Um, and that kind of helps my motivation sometimes too. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, if I'm lagging, kind of like you mentioned, call a friend. Sometimes I, I get some new songs on my playlist, mm-hmm. refresh my music. Maybe that gets me going. Sometimes I'll get, you know, a new t-shirt to wear because it just is just something different. Mm-hmm. It's something that kind of gets me back into the reason why I'm doing this makes me feel good. My energy mm-hmm. level goes up a little bit and I feel more motivated. There's a, a lot of clothing now. I mean, this is this is the the, the perfect it's a time. Whole industry. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's the perfect time to get into to being physically active because the clothes is now so designed for that. You know, to to work with the body to move, mm-hmm. and it can be motivational. So, you know, I try to as much as I can during the winter time get out and and run and walk. Well, it gets cold, and so you you kind of get bit by with different things. Well, this past um, Christmas, my wife bought me a. And kind of an, I'll call it an official, like a running jacket for, mm-hmm. for wintertime wear. And it's it's designed to, you know, wick away the sweat, da-da-da-da. And I just love wearing it. And it, and so it, it adds to my runs because it makes my running in wintertime more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And it's also very bright and, and orange. And so people can see me when I'm out on the streets and so on. So it, it does help with my motivation because I know I've got the stuff to wear versus what I had before, which was something that was more of a darker color. And I'd have to wear all kinds of straps and bands that I could be seen. And so it, it has been... It has been motivating. So now the dogs can see you coming from oh, a mile man. away. They, they start barking you know, a mile away. <laughs> the, I think so, too. I think, you know, when I have a, a new pair of running shoes or, or something like that, when, uh, oh, man, you know, I get to try out the new shoes today. Or I really, you know, these shoes have been great. I like how they, uh, how they feel when I run mm-hmm. or something like that. I, I know it sounds shallow, but it's motivating. It I is. agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, funny? when you think about, and, and we, we, we refer to people as athletes, and so the athletes, they have their, their sports equipment. Well, sure, in some sports you need, if you're playing hockey, you need the pads, the gloves, and so on. But if you're out walking and running, you need, you need good equipment. You know, take care of your, mm-hmm. of your feet, take care of your knees, have some good walking, running shoes, have the right, you know, clothes mm-hmm. that goes along with it, because that's, you're now an athlete. Mm-hmm. You're getting out and you're exercising. Right. Sure. And the same token, I had... Um, I actually had a couple of orthopedic surgeries last year, so I wasn't able to run. And I'd open up my running drawer of all my cold weather gear, and I'd see it, and I just feel just bummed, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. bummed that I couldn't put this stuff on and go out and run right now. So now that I'm healthy and back at it, it's it's energizing to see those things and to know that you have the equipment, you can go out. It doesn't matter how cold it is. I can go out and and you know, get maybe not a run, yeah. maybe it's a slow jog, but <laughs> but get some exercise. Sure. I think in general motivation is that's that's the key. You know, what what is it that's going to cause you to start to do something? Because everybody's motivation is going to be different. And we kind of alluded to the be well, serve well. 
and you know serving becomes a motivation that I want to be physically well that I'm able to to serve you know my family to be around for them if they need me and I think too often I mean both Katie and I we've heard from especially church workers who've had an incident and it's unfortunate that the incident causes the motivation in other words suddenly it's a it's a rush to the hospital because something's going on with them physically and it'd be great if people could figure out a motivation before that incident occurs but we've sure. also heard some wonderful stories of you know a grandmother who um, just can't get down on the floor and play with her with her with her grandchildren, and so she decides I, I'm going to lose some weight, or I get winded being out playing with my kids, so I want to I want to lose some weight in that aspect. Um, so I, that's I, to me mm-hmm. is the key is is every individual person needs to figure out what it is that's going to cause them to say I I, I probably could move a little bit more. I mean, that's certainly been much of the motivation for me is I, I have a toddler. I want to be able to get down on the floor and play with the blocks and, you know, play with the cars and that sort of thing. I want to be able to pick him up without, uh, you know, pulling anything in my back or, or you know, be able to, to play with him. I want to be able to, to fix things around the house so that my wife feels that it's a, you know, a safe place to, to be and yeah. those types of things. So, yeah, that's a motivation for me as well in, in terms of taking care of my family. I want to be in the best shape that I can in order to serve them. Right. Yeah. We need to take a quick break. We'll continue our conversation talking about exercise and uh, how to keep that in in line so that uh, you can stay healthy. We're talking with our friends from Concordia Plan Services. We need to take a quick break. You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Concordia University, Wisconsin, and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Several states have uncovered fraud by Planned Parenthood while billing Medicaid for services rendered. We're talking tens of millions of Americans' tax dollars. The latest Wisconsin State Audit of Family Planning Entities uncovered more appalling fraud, and Planned Parenthood was the worst offender. They routinely overbilled the government for Medicaid reimbursement. The Appleton facility overbilled by 65%. Planned Parenthood says it's all a mistake, but evidence around the country points to a definite trend. Pro-life leaders in Wisconsin feel it's only the tip of the iceberg since the audit was limited in scope. Planned Parenthood gets over a million of our tax dollars every day. Every day! Contact Congress through our website at lifeissues.org to end Planned Parenthood funding. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. God's word is our great heritage and shall be ours forever. To spread its light from age to age shall be our chief endeavor. I'm William Whedon, LCMS Director of Worship, inviting you to be sure and join us as we romp through chapter after chapter of the Sacred Scriptures, rejoicing in the salvation that's ours in Jesus Christ. Join us. 
Thy Strong Word, weekday mornings at 11 on Worldwide KFUO. Underwritten by Lutheran Heritage Foundation, lhfmissions.org. Lord, what impact might I have today? Hi, this is Rich Robertson, President and CEO of the Lutheran Church Extension Fund. Is this a question you ask yourself? Are there times you don't feel fully engaged in sharing the gospel? Your investment with LCEF is used for loans and services that ministry organizations and leaders need to reach their community. Put your money to work within the LCMS and make an impact each day. To learn more, visit lcef.org. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Erkinen inviting you and your golf buddies to participate in Christian Friends of New Americans Golf Tournament. It will be held Tuesday, October 11th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Funds raised help CFNA welcome refugees and new Americans in the name of Jesus Christ through Bible studies, tutoring, health screenings, ESL classes, and scholarships to LCMS schools. Please join us for some great golf while helping support this vital ministry. Information can be found at cfna-stl.org forward slash golf golf or call 314-517-8513. I'll say again, cfna-stl.org forward slash golf or call 314-517-8513. A charitable gift annuity is a smart and easy way to support your favorite radio ministry, KFUO. A gift annuity provides lifetime cash payments, immediate tax benefits, and a legacy gift to KFUO. Since gift annuity payout rates are based on age, this way of giving is attractive to listeners 65 years or older. If you have questions about gift annuities or would like to have a personal illustration of a gift annuity, call Mary at 314-996-1518. That's 314-996-1518. Welcome back to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. We're talking about exercise, keeping it, uh, keeping it regular. How to stay motivated. How to stay um, well. How to keep exercise in part of your as part of your your plan to stay healthy and well. We're talking with Katie Siddons, Wellbeing Integration Manager for Concordia Plan Services, and Steve Greenwald, Director of Worker Wellness for Concordia Plan Services. Before we went to break, we were talking about motivation, um, keeping that exercise regular, and some of the motivation we we were talking about uh, a number of things having uh, setting a time that you know you can be consistent with accountability if you're working with or training with someone else uh, holding on to that and not letting them down as well and we also talked about having the right equipment whether it's clothing or shoes or whatever gear you need for working out we're talking about the benefits of having uh, workout clothes that you like (laughs) and one thing that came to mind is sometimes we can use um, clothing as an excuse that kind of hinders us from getting that exercise that we need. I don't feel comfortable in those clothes. I don't like how I look in them. I don't want anybody else to see me in, you know, how I look in that. And I think that's part of why, uh, what you wear when you work out is, is important to consider. Don't you think? Oh yeah. It's all a part of it. Like you say, just to eliminate any, any kind of an excuse you might have that would talk you out of doing something. Is, is something to think about. So spend some time thinking about those excuses you might come up with. Why not to work out today or tomorrow or to, for a whole week? Yeah. 
what are those? Okay, let's come up with your top uh, top three or four excuses. What what have been your excuses that uh, that come up with uh, that, that come to mind when you think, oh, I'm just not going to work out. You know, mine this morning was I was tired. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think a big one is I don't have time. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the the biggest factor mm-hmm. for many people. That like you say, they're they're. There's only so much time in the day to do the things that we mm-hmm. that we have to do, that we need to do, or that we want to do. But there's where I think then we have to start kind of being honest with ourselves. And, and those things that I want to do, well, are there some things that you could say, well, but are, are these as necessary? Are these important, as important as caring for my body, being a good steward of my body? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there, there needs to be a little of a... I'm going to call it maybe a needs analysis or a, a time management analysis to say, all right, how am I spending this time? Because if we're honest with ourselves and I'm, I'm in that same boat, we probably are all guilty of having our mm-hmm. little vices of time that, that kind of chip away at that time before you know it, it it's gone. Sure. When we, when we really look at our time, there's a good chance that there's probably an hour or two each day that we're doing something perhaps we enjoy, but do we really need an hour or two to yeah. do that, to sit in front of the TV or to, uh, to search all of Facebook or <laughs> not that those are bad no, things in and no. of themselves. Being in front of the TV can be very relaxing because it's mindless and you're just, you're just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, people say vegging out. Um, but doing planks but, in front of the TV is but, even better. Exactly. But if you were to do the research, you'd find that probably that hour of, of walking or ride, riding a bike or playing soccer with your kids is going to be so much more beneficial than watching that hour show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important, too, that if you don't have, you know, I, I try to schedule an hour to get some exercise in. If I don't have an hour, if I'm running late from work and I'm heading to another meeting, it's okay for me to do a half an hour. You know, it's better for me to go and get something. Whereas sometimes I look at it and I think, you know, I can't do the workout that I wanted to do. I'm just not even going to bother. And I have to, you know, try to remind myself anything that I'm going to do is better than sitting on the couch and wasting this half an hour that I have. So fitting it in where you can, I think is important. I cringe when, when the TV uh, reports start talking about health and wellness and they come out with the comments that research shows that you you need to get 150 hours of exercise a week, or you know something comes in. The- <laughs> Man, what <laughs> are you watching? Well, so minutes. I'm sorry, um, but but I cringe when they come out with those statements that this is what you have to do because people will will hear that and go, oh, well, there's no way I can do that. Right. So and I'm not even going to try. Right. Why, so why exactly. try? I mean, Katie touched on it perfectly. Just do something. If you can't get in, you know, a half hour or or you know, do 15 minutes. You know, do whatever you can because whatever you're going to do is more than if you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with eating. I mean, yeah, we, we, you know, you try to be you know healthy and well with nutrition. So just start to do something. Start to make some changes somewhere in your in your habits and your diet. It's going to be better than than not doing anything. Right. So if I messed up and ate really poorly at lunch, that doesn't mean I just say, throw it all away and say, right. okay, now I'm going to eat crummy the rest of the day. Right. Oh, you could. You could. could. I've done it. But that wouldn't be the best. I'm on vacation. But even even that whole statistic that you hear about the 30 minutes a Mm -hmm. a day, I make sure I don't talk about hours, but even that 30 minutes doesn't have to be all at one time. You know, it could be doing Mm -hmm. 10 minutes in the morning, grabbing a 10 minute walk during lunchtime and then maybe another 10 minute walk in the evening. So there's your, there's your 30 minutes in a day. So I think people get caught up in the, in the time factor too, of this, this quantity of time that I don't have time for. And, and don't mm-hmm. realize that you can break things up. And then and then when you start even talking about steps in the day. So so, so you say, okay, I can't do the 30 minutes, but I'm just going to try to be, 
purposeful with getting more steps. Now, that's a whole other conversation, you know, mm-hmm. with the, the Fitbits and the Garmin's and so on. But starting to think about just moving the body, uh, taking those what I call paths of most resistance. So instead of taking <laughs> elevators, you know, you take escalators. You know, instead of going through a drive through you know, you walk into the bank or into the into the restaurant or wherever it's going to happen to be. But just being purposeful with your with your movement. Hmm. That's right, because we can't all be overachievers like Katie and get in an hour every day, probably. <laughs> Katie doesn't get an hour every day either. <laughs> that would be my ideal. What about your commute? Uh, your commute to work. Are there ways that uh, that you could take that and turn that into an opportunity for improving your health? Well, sure. Uh, if you have the opportunity to bike to work, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. If you know you're close enough to walk. Um, I would like to bike more than I do, I will admit, but we did celebrate National Bike to Work Day um, a couple of months ago and did do that. And I found actually that I can take the trail almost all the way here. Wow. Um, yeah. So I intended to do that a lot more than unfortunately I have. It's been it's been kind of warm, <laughs> it's been a especially hot in, in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a fantastic opportunity. You're going to go to and from work anyway. If you can exercise on the way, even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there are apps to help you find those routes, too. Even something as simple as Google Maps can give you a bike route Yeah. and help you figure out if it's reasonable or not. And and I know here in St. Louis, you know, some some again excuses come up. Well, what if I bike to work and something comes up and I need to get home or go take care of a kid? There are resources to help with that too that that offer things like subsidized cab rides. Did you know that? I did not. Mm-mm. Yeah, there's an organization here in the St. Louis area and I know other cities have them as well. Um yeah, check it out. Look, you know, search on on Google for that to to help you know, those commuters who are doing things more modern like taking the bike or walking to work or taking public transportation, which involves walking. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ways to around that. So less excuses. Less excuses. And, and I think, you know, long commutes are detrimental to health. I mean, it, it's just been, been, been shown that. And so that creates more challenges for, for a person. And sure, there's um, thinking about, you know, taking along your, your clothes, changing into it right after work, and then hitting someplace uh, to walk along the way. Um my wife and I, and I'll just share this, this personal story, we recently moved about a year ago. And one of the reasons for the move was um, we do like to take evening walks. And it just seems silly for us. And we, we got into the habit, and it worked, that we would each take along our, our walking clothes, and we would just agree to meet in a park here in St. Louis mm-hmm. after work, and we would walk. And But then we got to the point of saying, well, that just seems kind of silly to have to drive somewhere. <laughs> To walk, so I we said you. we're we're going to we're going to look around the St. Louis area. Where are all the parks located in St. Louis? And let's see if we if it's feasible for us to to move to find our kids are out of the house. And so we did. We we moved to about a half mile away from a park. So now in the evenings we don't have to jump in the car. We still do. We still can jump in a car and go to some of our of our other parks. But if we just want to get out for a walk and be out in the woods and not mm-hmm. so much just walking around a block, we can just walk to our our park circle around the block, uh, the park, come back. It's a good mile and a half. Mm -hmm. It's just perfect for us. Yeah, that is one thing that I love about where we live, too. We have lots of trails around us, some that are trails through the city, some that are trails in through a park, through the woods. Uh, and, and I enjoy both. You know, if, it, if, if I just only have 20 minutes to get out yeah. and run, you take the city trail. If I have, you know, maybe an hour or so, drive five minutes down the road, take one of the trails through the woods. That's great. And not a lot of people around, just enough so that I feel safe. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, not a lot of people around so I can get out and not have to interact with a whole lot of people. Well, I know, Katie, you, you're right next to the, K, uh, the uh, Grants Trail. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity right there. Yeah, and, you know, my motivation now, not having kids quite yet, soon, um, is my dog because she is bouncing off the walls if she doesn't get out and get some exercise. So she knows exactly where we're going as soon as she gets the leash on and she leads the way down to the trail and we come back and we're both tired. So it's a win for everybody. Absolutely. I think being able to get out and and enjoy uh, the outdoors for me is very motivating. I'm sure for many people as well. Now, Steve, you mentioned when uh, running in the winter, sometimes it's a hindrance and there are excuses that come up. It's Mm -hmm. too cold or, you know, it's too hot in the summer. (laughs) That's why we love the, you know, that sweet spot in the temperature right now that we're having. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we could keep this weather year round, that'd be great. And so that became a motivation for us, recognizing that, all right, um, what what do we do when those days are cold? Because there's a certain amount of coldness I I can't tolerate that I'll say, nah, I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to do it this morning. So this was years ago. We used our, our Be Well Rewards money. Uh, my wife and I, and we we bought a treadmill. Mm-hmm. So that kind of alle- alleviates that excuse. Now I'm not, I don't enjoy being on the treadmill <laughs> as much as I do outside, but I know that it's there. Yeah. So I, I can't use that as an excuse anymore. Wow, it's too cold. Well, and we've got to set up by a TV so there's something that I can do instead of just staring at a wall. So it does help with mm-hmm. that that um, that excuse. Yeah, I still find it. I, I I've run on treadmills before. It's yeah, yeah. it's just not the same. Uh, you're right. Yeah, you don't have all the bugs I'm and sure the fun have, stuff. I'm sure you have a lot of challenges trying to swim in your basement. This is true. Yeah. 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 It gets dangerous <laughs> when you do it that way. <laughs> all right. Uh, what about special events? You know, preparing maybe for a, a 5K or something like that. Maybe you've done never done something like that. Yeah. Advice for training for an event um, or how that might be helpful in in providing some motivation for exercise. Yeah. Katie? I think, you know, I think doing an event, especially if it's your first time, is really, really exciting. And for me, I, like I said, I wasn't a runner until I came to Concordia Plan Services. Um, And I remember my first race and feeling the energy and feeling the adrenaline. I mean, there's nothing like it. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband, I said, he's a personal trainer, but he is not a runner. Just doesn't do it. Um, and so he came down to watch my first race. And he, you know, I don't know how you do this. Just run. It's so boring. And there's nothing, <laughs> you know, to do. Um, he came down to a race and saw it and kind of felt the energy and said, okay, you know, I get it. I get this now. So I think it's really exciting. Um, I think it, it gives you kind of a, a goal at the end to say, Maybe I'm shooting for a certain time. Maybe I just want to finish. Um, you, whatever your goals for yourself are, it gives you a time frame in which to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a celebration at the end. I think they're wonderful. We mm-hmm. actually, Steve and I have a 5K tonight. So if you need to get your workout in, you can come <laughs> join us downtown. We're doing the um, St. Louis Biz Dash. So we'll have all that energy and excitement later on this evening. Wow. Yeah, I like that idea of signing up with with other people mm-hmm. and maybe it's your family sure. to give you that that accountability. Hey, did you did you get your walk in today or your run in? I think for somebody that's starting off for the first time, again, we're we're living in a world of wonderful technology. So there are all kinds of apps, free or to yeah. pay, of doing a couch to 5K. And they build you up slowly. So for somebody to say, you know, I think I'd like to run you know, a 5K, that's, you know, 3.1 miles. Well, nobody can just go out and run three miles if they've never run before. So those kinds of apps, they, they slowly build you up. Okay, we're going to run just five minutes today. 
and then the next day we'll take off, and the following day we'll run another five. And so it slowly builds up your endurance to the point that you start to think, you know what, I can do this. But I think doing something with a family um, can mm-hmm. be a great way to get the whole family involved. And, uh, I mean, we, we've done a number of 5Ks within our family, and it, it is. The, the excitement and the energy on that day, and to see, it just it gives me a charge to see that many people that are excited about doing something physically active. Whether they're going to walk sure. it or run it, they can be the first across the finish line or the last, they're doing it. And I love that. I, I have done, what, two, I think two 5Ks in my life. I didn't start running until I was 30. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and started running and I, I really enjoyed it. I hated it as a kid. I just mm-hmm. never could, I, I probably wasn't doing it right, but I always just like couldn't breathe and it's yeah. painful in my side. That sort of thing. I just always had excuses. I hate running. So, uh, I didn't start really running until I was 30 and started with running intervals, run a little, walk a little, run a little, walk a little. And that was what really helped me build up um, that, that endurance to actually run a 5k. Now I know to people who run a lot, 5k doesn't sound like much at all. It's nothing for them. That's a workout, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a daily workout for me. That was something I was building up to it. It having that goal in mind, it's a couple months away, you know, it's like five months away, four months away, gave me something to, to look forward to, but also something to prepare for, and so that then, like you said, like Steve said, you know, using an app or a plan of some kind to help you prepare for it, then also provided plenty of exercise in the meantime mm-hmm. of just helping me be healthy along the way, too. It wasn't just about that one day, but everything along the way. Now, for me, it's a turkey trot because oh, yeah. uh, Thanksgiving, uh, that keeps me motivated through the fall. And I love running in the fall, all the leaves. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. um, you know, training up for it. And then on Thanksgiving day, go for a run. And then uh, I don't feel so lazy than the rest of the weekend when we've just been sitting around for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. So 5K certainly can be motivating. Um what and you you mentioned Steve including the whole family we've certainly done that too on family walks and we haven't done a 5k yet as a as a family with our son but he's you know he's 3 now so he's starting to run along with us mm-hmm. if we go for a walk or a run uh, he's starting to do that and finding it engaging uh but I don't want to push him too much either no. so a lot to... of a lot of events they'll do a, a 5k or a one mile fun sure. run. Mm-hmm. And so that's a good way to kind of introduce kids into that, that whole idea of running, of just doing just a little bit. And, and they get excited. Yeah. I mean, there, there's an event in St. Louis called the Go St. Louis Weekend, and they spend a day on Saturday, and it's, it's all these different kids. They do a diaper dash. They do, and man, to see these kids, they are just so excited just to, just to get out there and run. And I, I think um, a, a lot of people get a, a bad taste of running because it takes them back to their years of PE classes where <laughs> we're running was punishment. I mean, you know, I will run around the gym, you know, 10 times before we go into the locker room. And it's just kind of, yeah, you're right. right. It, it just creates it. Well, this is boring. This is a lot of work. It's not any fun. But for me, yeah, to be out in the morning where when nobody else is around, you know, I'm, I maybe I'm still seeing some stars if it's mm-hmm. early enough in the morning. I mean, it's just, I just, I love it. I love that, that feeling of being out. I and see stars too, but for a different reason. <laughs> so uh, I think that it, you know, when you start looking at, at websites, just to type in a search engine, couch to 5k, you're going to find all kinds yeah. of, of ways to, to help train for that. What, um, other ways that we can include family in, in exercise. We've talked about running. That's certainly one way. 
uh, other places, other ways to include family and exercise? Yeah, I think, you know, running isn't something that appeals to everybody <laughs> and um, certainly didn't appeal to me at certain points in time. So, you know, there's other fun things you can do inside, outside, if it's or uh, inside, if it's bad weather, um, you know, just playing sports, riding bikes, dancing around, mm-hmm. um, going to a playground and just being active there. Um, playground has been a lot of fun for us because there are things that my son loves there too, but I find that, Oh, okay. Well, while we're here, I can get in a couple of these and a couple oh, sure. of these, sure. you know, I can do, I can do just five pull-ups on, right. on the monkey bars while we're here. Monkey bars are hard now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Used yeah, to be easy. Are. It is not easy. Why did that change? I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's go back to parenting 101. Um, and my, if my kids are listening, they're going to, they're going to go, what? I thought dad just wanted to play with us. But when you think about, you know, Katie mentioned about the dog needing to burn off some energy. That's a great way to get your oh, yeah. kids to burn off some energy. So play with them, tire them out. They'll go to bed and they'll go to bed maybe earlier than they normally do. So yeah, you start playing with them when, when they're uh, er, in their early ages, mm-hmm. if they're engaged in a sport. So let's say that they get, they reach that age where they're starting to play some kind of a, you know, soccer league. We'll start playing soccer with them. You know, whatever that sport might happen to be, start doing it with them. I mean, we used to play kickball and mm-hmm. soccer games. We, we had a family tradition. When we get together with my other brothers, we'd have a dads versus kids soccer match. And we just, we loved that. And that's kind of morphed because pretty soon the kids got to be so much better than we were. We said, <laughs> okay, we got to change the sport. Um, we start playing um, kickball. So we, yeah. we, we started a, well, I'll call it a tradition, but a Thanksgiving kickball sure. game among the kids and, and the adults, just as a way to, to have some fun. And, and you know you're going to be eating a lot of food, so that's a, a great way then to sure. burn off some calories. They, they have to balance that, though, so you don't end up with, like, five dads in the ER that weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Kickball oh, yeah. can be a dangerous sport. Right. Yes. Yeah, or, or or anything, because sometimes we get that weekend warrior attitude yeah. mm-hmm. that we try to do things that we <laughs> haven't done. So if we're not exercising regularly, be and mindful stretching. of that. Yes, not stretching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> me too. That's how I, I got that energy or that injury was not stretching. So uh, that uh, including kids in in that exercise, one gives them that opportunity to 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 burn up that energy to use it, and so that they're, they're getting the exercise they need, so they rest well. It also does something else. I think it, it's modeling for them too, mm-hmm. showing them that exercise doesn't stop when you're done with definitely high school. Yep. And as they and as they grow, um, then you start to do things differently. You start thinking about things differently. So even when you go on vacation, it's not just okay. We're going to go sit on a beach for two weeks, mm-hmm. but we're going to hey, while we're in the area, let's look for places to go hiking, or let's let's rent sure. some kayaks, let's mm-hmm. rent some bikes, so that it it becomes more of just who you are and what you do on a, on a regular basis than just these one time things. Absolutely, for me. When uh, we would go visit uh, friends in Colorado, rather than taking the stroller, we got a backpack mm. and carried our son around in the backpack. And for me, that was that was fun. Although I had to train before we went to Colorado. Oh, sure. Altitude. It's a big difference carrying a backpack in the mountains in Colorado than it is here in Missouri. <laughs> so you know, I had to had to prepare for that. But it was something as, as simple as that. Go, opting for the backpack over the stroller. Plus, you can go more places with a backpack mm-hmm. than you can with a stroller. Right. But even through, you know, going through, you know, city places and things like that, going through the city with a backpack gave us more flexibility and uh, was more of a workout for me as well. Going through the airport with a backpack instead of a stroller. Yeah. 
more of a workout. Yeah. And our son thought it was great because he had a better perspective because he was up high rather than down sure. in a stroller. So he thinks it's great. He loves the backpack because of that. Other thoughts uh, on including family, including kids in workout. Anything else for them, uh, for the for the whole family, for the for the kids? We've got about two minutes left before we wrap up. It's okay if you don't have any other thoughts. Well, let's uh, let's revisit um, what we've what we've talked about. So, in terms of making exercise a, a priority, we talked about making sure that that you're scheduling a time for it, and that it's a time that you can keep it consistent, right? Uh, accountability. Somebody else is involved too, whether it's a, a family member or someone else you're meeting to work out um, so that uh, they're holding you accountable and you, you, you've got a commitment to them. You don't want to let them down. Uh, the gear that, uh, that you have for that, that can help you because it helps eliminate some of those excuses. And we, we had plenty of excuses, didn't we? <laughs> um, uh, setting uh, training for an event, preparing for a, a race, a 5k or something like that, a, a, an event, um, setting goals, setting a plan to, to, to train for that, and then certainly including family that gives you more family time for that as well. So what's your next event, Steve? Do you have an event in mind? Oh, wait, you guys have a 5K tonight. We do. The, five, the 5K tonight, it's, it's, a, it's a biz dash, so there's going to be quite a few from the Concordia Plans and families that are going to be participating. And then we also have the uh, Mo Cowbell uh, oh, yeah. coming up in October, and that's, yeah. a, that's also a 5K. It's a half marathon and a half marathon relay, so I've, I'm signed up for both. And those, and those do. Those, those give me motivation to, okay, i gotta, I got to be up to, to speed, as mm-hmm. it were, for those. And congratulations, Katie, by the way. I Thank forgot you. to congratulate you Thank earlier. You. Right, surprise. Are you, <laughs> now everybody knows. <laughs> um, are you finding, you know, that you have to modify uh, your, your workouts? Um, you know, my doctor's advice, I'm almost out of the first trimester now. My doctor's advice was you can keep doing everything that you were doing, but don't start doing anything new. So um, I've been able to get most of my workouts in. I've been able to run a little bit. I'll probably do some combination of running and walking tonight. And then over the next couple of weeks, I think I'll have to probably um, adapt what I've been doing and and try some different things. But it helps me feel good. You know, Mm -hmm. I really think that's a big uh, factor as to why I've been not feeling horrible and and do have some energy during the day. Absolutely. Getting out and walking. And there's certainly plenty of opportunities for that here, too, with all the stairs we have, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you both for being my guests, helping us uh, look at ways that we can keep exercise as part of our, our plan for wellness so that we can uh, not only be well, but also serve well, whether it's serving our families or whatever vocations we may have. It's been a pleasure to talk with you both about this today. Thanks, Thanks for Andy. having us. Coming up in just a little bit, Thy Strong Word. You're listening to Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.